Welcome to Demand Does the Six Questions, where the same six questions can tell a unique story. I am your host, Demond, father of two, husband of one, and leader of this here Demodcast. Self-described as a curious-minded dummy, my guest has been learning more about the world and documents it as the host of the podcast, Assorted Goods. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you Dan Felton! <laughs> that has got to be the best introduction I've ever received anywhere. So <laughs> thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and do this with you, Demond. It's, it's, uh, I appreciate the invite. Uh, thank you for taking time out of your day to talk to a perfect stranger. No problem. Anytime. Anytime. I know what assorted goods is, but I wouldn't be able to describe it very uh, succinctly or as well as you could. So before we get into the six questions, tell everybody about your amazing podcast. Sure. So, <laughs> I, you know, I've, I've spent two plus years trying to figure out how to properly describe it myself. So, Sort of Goods is, is basically just a show I made where, you know, I could dive into any topics of interest that cross my path. Bit of a curious mind. One story at a time is really sort of the mantra of the, the show. Every time I learn about something new, I, I try to put it together into a little package and turn it into an episode. So really, the show is about anything and everything, big topics, small topics, news, history, anything I find interesting, and then I try to turn it into something worth listening to. So I don't think that I don't think I did any better a job describing it, but yeah, it's sort of just a general interest show from somebody who is not really qualified on any particular subject. But you do do your research and you cite your sources. You're one of the first uh, podcasts that I've actually looked into and that I've about something like that. I was like, oh, he actually does cite his sources. That's pretty awesome. So you can kind of look up more yourself. I thought that was really cool. That's a nice touch. Yeah, I think when you research anything, it's to me, it's expected, right? Like if, if I'm writing a story about something with factual information, you know, it's to me, it's the right thing to do to keep track of all the things you use. I, I'm not perfect at citing all my sources and, and keeping track of all of them, but I, I like to think I get probably 95% of the things that I take information from down on a piece of paper. And then, and then yeah, I put them out there on, on the podcast website, which is uh, sortofgoodspod.com where you can read all the information if you're really uh, if you're really into that kind of stuff and, it, and it's it's dope it's dope i appreciate you so <laughs> well, thank you this was kind of like your first foray in creativity like in this kind of creative weren't you like a athlete when you were younger is that correct yeah actually oh you done you've done good research yeah when i was growing up i was always into sports and stuff and uh I was the one member of my family who wasn't really creative. And I guess sort of in my late twenties, three, four years ago, I started to think, you know, I got to find something to, you know, stick myself into some sort of creative interest. And that was, that's what podcasting became for me. So yeah, I, I didn't have any experience, you know, anybody out there who thinks about starting a podcast, like I started from no basis of creativity or audio engineering or anything. I, I'm just a, I'm a regular guy who picked it up and uh, just keeps working at it. That makes two of us <laughs> coming from the same angle. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we get along so well, right? So. That and you're awful nice. Oh. So that helps. 
I put on a good show, I guess. <laughs> All right, my good man. Are you ready to answer the six questions? I'm absolutely ready. Lay them on me. Question number one. When did you know you wanted to be a podcaster? And when, and, and to, as an add-on to that, how did you decide on your format and theme, I guess? No, I think I wanted to be a podcaster not long after I started listening to podcasts. I hadn't, I know they've been around for 15 years, but I had never actually listened to, you know, audio shows in that format. A friend of mine sent me, you know, something a few years ago and I, I said, you know, I, I don't know how to listen to this. And he was like, oh, podcast, you know, download an app and do this. and Within about six months, I was listening to them every day, obsessed. I think not long after when I started to discover how many sort of small shows there were, I thought, I think this is something I can do. So, so slowly I formulated a plan to, to sort of build a space and, and my apartment and start to hash out an idea of what I wanted to do. But, you know, my show just sort of came to be. Was, I was actually having a conversation with my girlfriend at this point. And she said, you know, you're a curious person and, and you're always reading things on the internet and looking stuff up and you're diving into stories and all that. She's like, why don't you just do that? You know, just sort of take all the stuff you learn and, and put it together and then just do that as a podcast. And so I ran with it. Uh, the format's changed a lot over the years. It's still still the same style in terms of what I cover, but in terms of how I present it, it's changed a lot over the years. I've done small stories. I've done big stories. I've done multi-episodes. It's really just whatever I feel like, I guess. And that'll probably change again in the future. Does it change by subject matter or does it, or is it just one of those things that's changed as you have evolved? I think both. I think certain stories I want to do or certain topics I want to get into are better suited for maybe a long episode or, or two long episodes or, you know, maybe more of like a storytelling narrative as opposed to, Whereas other times it's more like an investigative news sort of thing. It just sort of depends on the topic. One of the reasons I struggle to make episodes, I'm not that consistent with it for anybody who listens, but uh, it's just that picking a topic and then sort of finding the way to approach it. Yeah. So it it really does change based on what I'm going into, I guess. And and that's why I say, again, it'll probably just keep changing because I've got a bit of a scatterbrain and that seems to pour out into my podcast. Question number two. What do you wish you had known when you first started out? Oh, yeah, I do still. I do still wish I'd understood the market or the marketing and the networking side of the whole podcast thing, you know, especially for people like us when you started and you don't really have any sort of classical training or, or professional ties or anything. You know, it, it's like walking into a stadium and, and trying to draw attention to yourself. You know, nobody's going to just turn and listen because you did it. So I wish I had understood that a little bit better about how to connect with people and, and get the word out and help the word spread. I'm still not really great at it now either, but it's one of the tricks that I haven't figured out yet really either. But also the technical aspect of it, I wish I had known a little bit more about, you know, how to sort of do more with less. You know, I don't have really complex equipment and all that. So uh, I wish I had sort of researched better, like how to, how to sort of get by with limited equipment and all that. Something I've learned since, but that, uh, that was definitely a roadblock to get over in the early days of doing this show. What is the 
biggest aha moment you've had since you started recording? Oh, well, that's a good question. That's a really good question. They're all good questions, but that's a, that's a really good question. Biggest aha moment, I think, I think was when I stopped worrying about the format. We were talking about the format there for a minute. And again, I've done episodes that are like, you know, five or six small varied stories. I've done long ones. I've done multi-episodes, all that stuff. But I think the conversation I had with a friend of mine once was just that, where they said, you know, I was so hung up on the format and I'm like, do I need segments and recurring things to keep people feeling familiar? And he was like, you know what, honestly, the beauty of doing a podcast is, you know, there are no rules. You can, you can make it however you want to make it. So just make whatever feels right when it feels right. And, you know, have the story fit the format and, and vice versa. So my biggest aha moment was just sort of realizing that, this project is mine and it's in my hands and I'm free to do with it what I want. I'm not really beholden to any rules that are drawn out, you know? Question number three. What is your go-to order at your favorite hometown restaurant? Oh, I'm a food guy, so I, I probably have too many favorites. But the one that I, I think most recently... I'm really hooked on is, is I live in, I live in London, Ontario here, which is sort of a middle-sized city, not far from Toronto. So we've got this burger place here called Burger Burger. This kind of burger place where they, you know, it's not like fast food, like they cook the meat, you know, you wait 20 minutes. It's, it's, you really got to sit there and let it come to you. But this place, uh, they do a bacon double cheeseburger with sort of chip truck fries and a chocolate milkshake that I could eat like almost every single day, but thankfully I don't. Yeah, that's the one I go to. I actually had that last weekend as a celebration as I, I'm moving from one job to a new job. So as a sort of a feel good about the transition to a new workplace, I, I ordered that. So that is my solid go-to. You know, I, I really just got to run a lot after I eat it because it's, it's, it's a hearty meal for sure. Congratulations on the new gig. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. The brave new world is that I'm heading into. So, How did you find out about uh, Burger Burger? I actually just walked by it. it. It's on the route I walk to work. It's a bit of a hole in the wall. It's it's kind of a small location. It's, it's a off. It, it doesn't really stick out. But I a couple of years ago, they just opened and I walked by because I lived in the area. I thought, all right, there's a, there's a new burger place. You know, I got to try this. I got to, I got to put it on the map in my head. So I know which ones are the good ones around here. The first time I had it, I thought, oh, this is going to be tough to beat. And, and I haven't found anything in this area that's beaten it ever since. Question number four. What are you curious about? Ooh. I think I'm curious about everything. That's sort of the, I guess that's sort of the basis of my show, but that's, that's too easy an answer. I, I think what really I'm always curious about are people, you know, I, I like meeting people. I like, I love doing guest appearances like this. You know, I never, you never know what you're going to get. And it's always a different feel and you have different conversations and you, you get exposed to different ideas. I'm sure you got experience with that doing this show and having guests on all the time. So I'm curious about other people. So I'm curious about who they are and where they come from and, you know, what they, what they think about anything really. And their creative ideas, I think are what I, what I'm most interested in being in the podcast community. You know, there's a lot of creative people who, you know, aren't 
trained in the arts or, or didn't go to school for that or aren't, you know, long standing artists. They, they're just sort of a lot like me and, and you and regular people who decided to get into something creative. And I find that really interesting. So yeah, I'm curious about people because they are so varied and so complex that I'm, I, I like to sort of discover, you know, who everybody is as much as I can. Who is someone you've talked to since you started uh, getting in the podcasting circles that after you talked to him, you went, wow, I really got to talk to them. That was really neat or something along those lines. Oh, I've only had a few guests on my show, but the, the, the last episode I had a guest who was far too qualified to be on my show, but you know, he was a, he's a world leading psychologist and uh, he's a PhD. His name is Dr. Joseph Ferrari he teaches in DePaul university in Chicago. And he said yes to coming on my show to talk about, this topic of procrastination, which is something that I suffer from quite a bit. He was a guy that from the minute I started emailing him, uh, you know, even up to, you know, talking to him last week, sending him an email about the episode and stuff. Every time I talk to him, it's like a learning experience. You know, his research is, is so interesting. His book on the subject is so interesting. And, and just knowing somebody who's that accomplished and getting to interact with them and coordinate with them, just sort of like, it straightens me up. You know what I mean? Like it, it was like a kick in the butt to be like, Hey, like this, this is a guy who's, who's organized and serious and qualified. Like it makes me want to step my game up and, and all his bits of wisdom uh, have been rattling around my head for weeks. Something I want to do more is, is interview more really reputable guests like that and see if I can fool them into coming onto my show to talk about topics with somebody who doesn't really know very much, but yeah, definitely. I think he was definitely the one guy. That was a really, uh, I think I'm almost done. I, I've been refraining of making this terrible joke, but ah, it's my show. I'll do what I want. Uh, <laughs> I, I had been, I had been procrastinating listening to the procrastination episode because I knew right. I would have yeah. solutions. <laughs> right. I may, I may have created the problem a little bit myself, which is, you know, if, fix your problem, but you got to stop and listen to my show first. So. Right. Question number five. Is there anything I should have asked but didn't? Oh, I think those classic sort of get to know you interview questions, you know, like those, you know, they're almost like, almost like icebreakers if, when you start like a new job or when you're like back when you're in school and stuff. So I always, I think because it's easy and it's kind of cliche that the, a good question is always the, you know, three people you'd have dinner with you know, anybody from any point in history, I always think that's an interesting one because I know I've been asked before and my answers always change. So <laughs> I think the, I think the three, the, the classic three historical figures or three people alive or dead, who would you want to have dinner with as a, I, I think you can add that to your list. So Dan, if you're going to have dinner and you had a choice right. of three historical figures, I think you, I should have seen that coming, obviously. <laughs> um, all right. So I, uh, my answer, my answer is always sort of in the moment, right? So my three people alive or dead, I would have are Kurt Vonnegut for one, cause he's my favorite author and cause he's got a morbid sense of humor that lines up with me perfectly. Probably John Stewart, cause he was sort of my TV thought provoking influence growing up when I was watching sort of getting into you know, news and politics and stuff like that. So I think my third one 
these days is probably James Baldwin because I'm a regular middle-class white guy. So to, to pick the brain of somebody who's, ideas on you know culture and race and society and economics and all that is, is so far ahead I, I would probably be just odd you know like i like i do sometimes talking to people who are so qualified on subjects that i have no choice but to sit and listen and and be educated and to sort of grow my perspective i think those three people i think that'd be a really interesting conversation and i would probably have nothing to contribute so. <laughs> Actually, before you gave, if you hadn't given me that question, I'd have gave you this question. What is the most mundane thing about you? <laughs> that is a great question, and I actually don't, I don't know what that would be. I think I have to think about it for a second. What is the most mundane thing about me? Probably, probably the fact that that there is nothing I'd rather do than nothing like I, I i try to stay busy in the podcast and and you know jobs and and girlfriend and wife and you know there's things add up but the most mundane thing about me is that when i have downtime my favorite thing to do is absolutely nothing which i'm sure could be a complete bore for most people but yeah that's that's my go-to whenever somebody's like you know what are you doing this weekend and i got no plans i'm like absolutely nothing and i like it that way and and I'd like to keep nothing time set aside if possible, where possible. So I hope that qualifies as an answer. Question number six. If you could create a new holiday, what would it commemorate? I like this one too because I, I pretty instantly thought of the answer because I think the, you know everything that's going on right now in the last you know year and this pandemic and all that I think I think it's time that we have a holiday for healthcare workers but it's not a great idea because I realize that healthcare doesn't take a day off right it's a, it's an everyday all the time job but I think there's got to be some sort of some sort of real recognition for the people who keep us healthy and, and you know work on the front lines uh, you know also my girlfriend is a, uh, a frontline worker in, in healthcare. She works in an intensive care unit right now. So I think after everything that's gone on and, and when we get out of this stuff that we should have a holiday for healthcare workers and try to take the burden off them the best we can, even though there's no real days off in that industry, but I think they deserve it. And I think they, I think it'd be nice if we could find a way to, to make that a, a genuine day to, to be appreciated for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, my good man. This is the part where you tell everybody where to find you on the interwebs and go. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't believe that blew right by, but if you want to find me, if you're interested in hearing me talk any more than you already have for the last, oh, 20 something minutes, you can find me on my podcast, a sort of good podcast. You can find that anywhere you get your podcast on Twitter uh, is at assorted goods PC. Instagram is at assorted goods pod. You can check out the website, which is assortedgoodspodcast.com. And those are the places you can sort of keep up with the show. And uh, I, hope, I hope you're willing to stop by and have a listen. I will say that you should. Uh, it, there's, there's bound to be a subject there. If, if you find a subject that your show covers, it is worth a listen. So if you, don't, if you don't find the subject you don't like, then that's a totally different thing. But you'd be missing out. So that's my recommendation. 
Well, I appreciate it, Jamond. You, you, you know, you've got a great show too, man. I love I love these shows where people just sit down and have interesting conversations. It's it's one of my favorite genres is, you know, people sharing ideas and, and talking things out. So, you know, I really appreciate you having me on. I'm, I'm always happy to do it. I thank you for coming on, man. Appreciate you. Thanks very much, eh? <laughs> I'd like to thank Dan Felton from Assorted Goods Podcast for joining me. I really do enjoy his show, and he's honest about the regularity of his publishing, but don't let that deter you. It's awesome. Next week's guest taught us about steampunk and voodoo meals. This time, we talk about the release of our next book, Mona Livelong, The Case of the Vanishing Child. Join me as I ask another six questions with author Valjean Jeffers. So until next time, see you. Hear it, speak it.